0: <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the hotline now. I'm very excited to welcome to the show for the first time. This is Sean Avery. Sean, how are you, buddy?
1: <laughs> all right, well, there you go. <laughs> Dump the one. I was, try- I was trying to figure out how to answer my landline. I didn't know how to answer the phone.
0: <laughs> what, what, what kind of technology do you have? Usually you just pick it up.
1: It's just, no, this is like a cordless phone. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago. You would just pick it up. Now there's all these buttons on it. You have to like... <laughs> Pick it up and then press a button, and I couldn't figure it out. But it's good to, I'm, I'm 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 vibing the the warm weather because we're freezing our butts off in New York.
0: Oh, it's it's I mean it's February and it's hot as nuts here, man. It's, we don't get any we don't get any break at all from this disgusting. That's
1: amazing. Uh, That's amazing.
0: It is it is a real pleasure to have you on the show. I've been uh, semi stalking you for the last couple of months.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. It's all good. Oh, at it's one point,
0: good. my wife said, why do you keep talking about this guy? I go, I don't know. It's not gay. I promise. I don't know <laughs> what to say about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, let, me, let me explain. So I'm a, I'm a latecomer. I was certainly aware of who you were as a player, but I didn't know all the details until a, a, after your career. I'd seen you on right. TV a couple of times, and I knew who you were. And then uh, I started watching your Snapchat videos. at the suggestion of my buddy Pete. And I completely fell in love with them. Your aggression as a guy who grew up in New York, your aggression towards the people who are violating the bike lanes are, is is beyond. And even for you is insane yeah. because I'm going to yeah. because I'm going to tell you this. I've Sean, uh, the bike lane was put in New York in like the 70s when I was a kid. And it's really? to keep, tra- yeah, to keep traffic moving and to keep the bikers safe and, but nobody ever really pays attention and trucks will, park. if you're, <laughs> if, if you're double parked in New York, that's almost acceptable sometimes. Uh, and now uh, uh, Avery's got, uh, people double parked and parking in the bike lane and he'll go up to them. And yell at them, but not just say, hey, you're parking the bike on He'll go, hey, you dumb, fat son of a bitch. And and I'm just telling you, like, I if I was the driver, I would have killed you by now. How has yeah. nobody taken an opportunity? You're not the biggest guy in the world. How have they uh, not gone after you?
1: Yeah, I've said it before. Like, So, actually, I had a guy get out of a car, uh, a water and cooling van, a couple of weeks ago with a hammer. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I said to him, like... I looked him in the eye and there's always this moment where they have to make a decision, right? Like, what are they going to do? And I said to this guy, you got one shot. You got to hit me either on the top of the head or the temple. You better make it good because if you miss, you're in trouble, buddy. And at that moment, he just kind of rethinks the, the, the anger and, 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 you know, it kind of takes over like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So, there's always a moment where, like, it's just not worth it to them, you know? And then they always realize, like, yeah, we are in the wrong because what's happening also in New York is I'm not the only one that's kind of standing up and saying, hey, we're sick of this. There's a lot of other people that are kind of, you know, in a much nicer, like, more gentlemanly or ladylike way saying, hey, excuse me, sir, you're in the bike lane. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a movement that's happening, I think, versus in the 70s where it was like, oh, yeah, there's these things that are painted on the road. Like, we don't really care. Yeah.
0: It's lawless. I mean, it really is. There's ridiculous things there. Uh, I, I I read your book. I bought your book. Yep. I started reading it, and then I, I realized that. reading is boring. But also, <laughs> when I the book was good, but when I found out that there was an audio version that you read, I also bought that, <laughs> so enjoy. I paid your rent that month. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I, I did a lot of uh, flying, and I listened to it on the plane. And it is—you don't have to be a hockey fan. You got to be a person who likes to hear about stories and likes to hear behind-the-scenes stuff and an honest opinion from an athlete, which is very rare. And from your, you know, from your mouth, and it's very enjoyable. And you compared—I I like the way you said that uh, you read Ball Four, and then yeah, you, exactly. you based on that Ball Four, though really screwed Jim Bowden. I mean, he was blackballed from baseball and certainly from the Yankees for years. Were you worried about any of that?
1: Um, No, because I think... You know, Bouton wrote it when he was still playing, which was a crazy, crazy move. I wrote it, and I was done, and I knew that I wasn't going to go back to the game at all. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to coach. I knew that I wasn't going to go back and play. So I was free and clear from having any sort of ramifications from it. Um, But no, Bouton wrote a book, especially when he wrote it, like 71. That was a crazy thing for him to do. Um, But... You know, he went on to sell a lot of books, and he had a pretty good career after baseball. So, yeah, um, it was fun. It was definitely a fun process, and I think that's sort of more importantly, I think it kicked off like this creative bug inside of me that that now I'm trying to kind of fulfill on a daily basis, whether it's on my Instagram or whatever. It, it, this is yeah.
0: very interesting because you. This is another reason why I think I'm, I, I enjoy you so much is because. I've done this job in radio successfully for a decent amount of time, but I also wish I had, like, three more lifetimes. There's other things that I want to do, and I try to do them. And and Sean uh, started reading Shakespeare. He took piano lessons. Like, he wanted to be more than just the athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that more people do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, think especially for athletes, it's, we have a lot of insecurities that I don't think the regular people think that are associated with us because it's like, man, you're a professional athlete. You can do anything you want. That is true, and I think that's true with anyone, but there's a lot of pressure when you're inside an organization and you're inside a sport to just focus on that sport. Yeah. And it's certainly the other sports now, like football, Baseball, there's there basketball. There's some there's some leeway with what they're allowing guys to do, and times are just changing. But hockey's still an old boys club, and that was one of the things that, like, you know, I remember when I played, I went and interned at Vogue magazine one off season. Like, I did some stuff that yeah. <laughs> that that were, you know, certainly rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but. I didn't care. I always wanted to. It was always like exploring, and part of it, I was always trying to get late. So, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> what team were you
0: on when you did Vogue? Were you on the Rangers?
1: I was on the Rangers. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: I, I, don't know. That doesn't for a hockey player that's a big deal, but for New York, that's not a big deal. But I, I can I tell you, can I be completely honest with you? When the first thing uh, that you know, you when I asked people about you, and still to this day. I've asked, yeah. I've asked uh, current players and former players about you, and uh, to this day, most of them still think you're gay.
1: Yeah, isn't I, that amazing? I, I, I mean, the amount of d- women that I dated and the publicly, and my, oh yeah, publicly, yeah, yeah, I mean, multiple times, multiple at once. Uh, I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been married for five years, and my wife is fantastic. Yeah, it's crazy, hey. it, and that's and that just kind of shows the um, the mentality of how old school that sport is, specifically. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was something that I always used as like sort of fuel, and I use that as an advantage because it was like, oh, man, we don't want to be friends with the gay guy.
0: You know? <laughs> uh, you, and you say, one of the things you say in the book that I, I think about a lot and I talk about a lot on the show is what is it going to take in 2020? You said you've never played with a guy who is gay, of openly gay, in all your years of hockey and all the teams you played for, and clearly there's homosexuals in hockey, there's homosexuals in every sport. What is it going to take before somebody comes forward and says, I'm going to be that guy. And I don't mean like a, a, a guy who's a, you know, just barely made the team. I mean a pr- yeah. predominant player that's going to come out and be a leader and say, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade's talking about his kids being uh, wants to uh, change genders, and that's a leader. That's a guy who's so right. popular. When he makes that movement and he does that publicly, that's what changes things.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's coming. I think it's so close. We we have no idea how close it is. And I think, I think when it when it happens, it's going to happen. And it's going to be like a superstar. I don't yeah. think it's going to be. I think it's going to be somebody who's so big, and so powerful that immediately it's going to be okay, and the floodgates are going to open. Because I mean, I, I just watched this Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix, yeah. and like one of his offensive linemen was gay and I had no idea the guy was gay and like I don't think anyone knew until this thing came out so there's definitely there's there's a hundred there's gay men playing professional sports right now that we don't know about I think what's interesting is like I don't think that they realize that probably 90% of the guys would be completely open to it like to the point where I, I wouldn't even care if I had a gay guy on my team, and like he was in the shower with us. Yeah, it's like not I, like
0: it's not like they're gonna, try, you, you know, you gotta, he's gonna try and tap you whenever you drop a yeah, soap Yeah, yeah,
1: right, right, right. So I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming.
0: It's so weird that that's still a, a stigma today. We're talking to Sean Avery. Uh, let's. I know this is old school, but we gotta go on this. I had a. I had to go back and watch tons of video on the Sean Avery rule and the. The the fights between you and Brodeur are something that everybody should see. I mean that that if you're not a hockey fan, this is where it all starts. I th- I love hockey. I go to as many games as I can for a guy who gets up at four o'clock in the morning. And I miss this mentality. I miss this guy. I missed every team you went to. You were an instigator for that team, and I think that's a good teammate. And when you and Brodeur were going at it, what w- what was even better than you taunting him in front of the net? And you scoring on him later on was in the interview at MSG where he didn't shake your hand and you called him Fatso. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, those yeah. those sort of things
0: just make it so exciting for guys like me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, no, honestly, like uh, people come up to me every single day in New York still, and they're like, the game sucks now. Yeah. We missed. We miss having somebody like you where like we could go to the game that night and have no idea what was gonna happen. Like depending on the type of mood you were in, it could have turned into a complete gong show on a Monday night yep. in February. Like it just didn't it just depended on sometimes it depended how much sleep I got the night before, like how ornery and how grumpy I was or if like a girl I was trying I was chasing after wasn't taking the bait, like yeah. Didn't, you could never tell and with Brodeur it, ha- it started it was just kind of this magical thing that started the first game that I ever played in a, a Ranger jersey and I remember coming to the bench after and Yarmir Yager I was playing online with Yogs that night and he was like he was so happy that I was taking the attention off of him yeah. and that is why Yogs was such a great teammate and not like a lot of guys who kind of – there's a lot of jealousy in sports. And, like, Yogs was like, I love you because if the other team wants to kill you, that means they're spending less time worrying about me.
0: Oh, and, and they they wanted to kill you. I mean, yeah. when you went back and played against the Rangers, every yeah. one of them wanted to – and you were right in their faces <laughs> in the warm-ups. Like, I, I, I'm here in Tampa, and one of my favorite things was when Warren Sapp – when skipping through the other team's uh, pre workouts before the game, I mean, right, I, I right. love a ball buster like that. I mean, that's what gets the fans into this game. And you yeah. take, it. I mean, you got to know that once you start doing that, everybody's gonna, everybody wants to kill you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's certain guys that use that as motivation, and like they can't play without it. Like I hated going to Nashville, and you know, game seventy-seven. I, I hated it because it was like such a boring game. Nobody yeah. was into the game, and I couldn't even get anyone pissed off at me. Yeah. So, uh. yeah, it's 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 an interesting. The game's definitely changed. Um, I, I'd love to go back and just play a couple games now because I'd really lay like, a whooping on some of these little, <laughs> little, little guys. <laughs> oh,
0: I'd love to see it. Uh, we're talking to Sean Avery. Are you ready to uh, be a father? Uh.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I start crying at everything. It's like Oh, it
0: gets worse. Like, it gets worse.
1: Yeah, my my bike lane uh, game, it's it hasn't started to affect that like the the anger of when I get on the bike and I'm by myself. But right. when I'm at home and like I don't know, somebody says something to me or a commercial comes on, I just like I'm just a puddle now. <laughs> it's crazy. Let me give you a, as a
0: father of two children. Let me give you how it goes. You get very <laughs> emotional in the pre-baby <laughs> And then you get paranoid when you have the baby, because now you're like, you'll be at work having the best day of your life, and it'll be like, what if he (laughs) fell off a cruise ship? And you just start thinking all these weird (laughs) things of how to protect your kid. And uh, you're having a boy, though, right? I'm having
1: a boy, yeah. A lot easier.
0: A lot easier than a girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I actually wanted a girl for some reason, but... uh yeah I guess i'm probably now i'm gonna have to buy two pairs of skates, one for me one for him, and uh-huh. I guess I'm gonna have to get back into it
0: so so uh let's talk about that for a second you were a you were uh not the biggest guy you were not the best guy you may, you make it like you were surprised almost that you made it in the n h l
1: yeah i mean I never got drafted i right. kind of went to a training camp in Detroit as a free agent, and it's one of the things I'll never forget is like the the rookie camp that uh that I had where I just kind of went in and, like, I fought everybody, and it was a total, total, I just turned the place totally upside down. I got a contract, I ended up playing in the minors for a year, and then that was kind of it. And I think it was just because I had no fear of anything. I had no fear of, like, failure. I didn't have anything handed to me, and I always had a chip on my shoulder, and that was kind of, like, the best ingredient for me.
0: Yeah. They 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 say like that's the way to do it. If you uh, you got to go in, you don't have to worry about the consequences.
1: Yeah, I mean you see it with the NFL now so much. Yeah. Like guys that, that aren't even drafted that turn out to be like best players in the league. It's it's, it's it, and it's happening more. I think in all in all of uh, the the leagues. But yeah, because like if you work hard, something's going to happen. It's yeah. just the rule. It's just the it's physics. It's just the way it happens. It happens in sports every single day. So yeah, my, I just
0: my godson's been playing since he was three. I mean, literally been pushing chairs on the ice since he was three years old. He's great. Plays on ten travel teams and all this stuff. My son, who's the same age, plays rec and uh, is in the penalty box every game. I mean I have yeah. in my Instagram I have every picture of every time he's been in the penalty box and it's every people get disappointed when he doesn't show up there. And I both I keep telling him I'm like you have an equal shot. It's, it is it all depends on how absolutely. hard you work.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely because really uh, by the time until they're like 16, 17, that's when like a guy can go to college when he's 17 or 18 and and be a late bloomer and play for 4 years and come out when he's 22 and make it to the NHL. Yeah. Like it's all about those those later years. That's why when you see parents and they're crazy and and their kids like are eleven years old, I always laugh. Like you have no idea how much longer it's you know you, at the point where your yelling's going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference because the formative years are like later on when. A guy decides he wants to make it. He can just make it. He can just make it happen.
0: It's so funny. We were just talking about that the other day. We uh, Galvin and I were like, if your f- if your kid's not a pro by the time he's three, we don't think he's going to make it. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's getting so much younger. <laughs> yeah. Same with musicians. Everything. Yeah. If you're not right. in it and doing it by the time you're like 15, you're like, well, you're you're done. Um, right. Right. When you it. Yeah. When you went to Vogue, was that after Devil Wears Product came out or before?
1: Uh. I think it was just before oh yeah. i
0: was gonna say because i can i can clear maybe you said to somebody and they go vogue oh, really but i once i watched Wars product I'd be like, oh yeah i would do that and i would do that in RP.
1: It, <laughs> it was a, it was literally exactly the same It's like so, so funny to a t yeah now yeah. now what was it
0: what were the girls loving you there
1: oh my god really the girls the guys, <laughs> the guys. i mean yeah, the girls, the guys. Like, I was on photo shoots with with like the biggest photographers in the on the planet yeah. and the biggest models on the planet. And on more than one occasion, at the end of the shoot, the model got into my car and drove and left with me. Goddamn! <laughs> what a great feeling! What a great feeling!
0: What? Who is who is one? Uh, like, you got a good list of chicks, but who's one that you went after that you couldn't? Couldn't lock in lake Bell, really, yeah how hard how close did you get
1: oh i I mean i I was yeah, I was there, yeah but, um it just uh I couldn't keep her attention for some reason, I don't know why <laughs> I don't know what it was <laughs>
0: uh now, uh Sean Avery has a podcast, and we get a lot of comedians on the show, we get a lot of actors on the show, and too many goddamn people are doing podcasts, and they're yeah it becomes incestual they just all do each other's podcasts you hear the same 50 stories over and over but yeah. you did your podcast and i i listened to i'm i'm one behind yeah. but i listened to them all and it, it you for a guy who didn't do broadcasting you do a great job for and it, nothing is harder than doing a show by yourself and keeping it interesting and it is, yeah. it's really good, dude. I, I mean, I told you before, and I wouldn't yeah. blow smoke up your ass. You do a great job on that thing, and you don't have to be a fan of yours. You don't have to be a hockey fan. You just want to hear a good podcast and a guy telling stories and talking about things and observations. It's really good. And it's called No F's Given, which gives you an idea of, uh, the kind of guy he is. He's not holding back on anything.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it because, like, uh, yeah, it's kind of, like, it's cathartic. It's, like, I feel like I'm doing my own, like, stand-up session. I'm kind of just getting stuff off my chest. and um,
0: You prepare for yeah. it. It's, it's clear that you prepare.
1: Yeah, no, I, I spent, you know, like, I've got a full script that I sit down with that I've worked on over the course of a week. And, yeah, it's definitely a job. It's definitely a job. And uh, it's so much fun, though, because, like, the feeling i get after i've 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 finished recording a show and like i know that that's in the bag and now i've got like okay i can relax for 6 hours until i have to start getting ready for the next one it's yeah. like it's it makes it so much so worth it and you know i like to think people are like people are sick and tired of of all the nonsense and they just want to hear they just want to hear the real like raw opinion i think on everything and i'm just kind of letting it rip i just if i got something on my chest i just i get it off it pretty quickly and i just let it rip and
0: it's very relatable there's uh an episode where you talk about your wife being pregnant but the miscarriages that led up to that that most people go through when they're trying to have their first child but nobody really wants to talk about that but once you talk about it Everybody that's been through it relates to it, and it shows you how brave you are that you're really not afraid to talk about
1: anything. Yeah, by the way, like, I, you hear a lot of stories from the female side of it, but, like, from the male side of it, like, I had never, I had never read anything or nothing had been presented to me. And, like, it was a, yeah, I talk about the whole craziness of, like, having to have, be ready to go f- at a certain time, and like yeah. just how wild the whole process is, and then how we ended up actually making it happen, and it's just like serendipitous. And yeah, that that was a fun one for sure. And a lot of guys and women also have have been that that kind of hit a hit a nerve with a lot of people in a good way.
0: Yeah, I get a, I I tweet about it a lot, so I get a lot of our female listeners that took a listen to it that really enjoy the uh, the podcast as well. Um, oh, man, thanks. Oh, I, I think it's great. I love turning people on to good stuff. This is Sean Avery. Uh, Sean's podcast is called No Fs Given. You can go to any podcast site and pull it up. It comes right up and listen to it. It may be free for most people, but it's cost me $300 already because <laughs> I'm buying products that you're endorsing.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I, I, oh, man. Every day I roll on a little bit of that jowl stuff on my eyes. I, I How said, does it feel? Well, you know what? I have, I have what we call butthole eyes, um, <laughs> yeah. or lasagna eyes. I have, it's hereditary. My dad had, like, baggy under eyes. I always look exhausted, right. so I'm i am trying to... It's definitely made them less black, like, less dark, uh, but it, they're still pretty puffy. But it does. My skin's feeling good.
1: Right? All right. Yeah, That's I'm, all you can
0: ask for. If I'm going to look good, feel good. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn the products <laughs> yeah. that I need to have.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, I I even tweeted at that company. I was like, you need to start paying this guy some advertising because I'm already (laughs) buying the product just on his word.
1: Yeah, they went up, like, 300% in Canada, and it's, like, three women in a garage in, uh, in, in like, Minnesota or something. I think they're just, like, I don't think they can handle what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of cool products out there that men need to use that uh, I'm using that, like, I don't want to keep it a secret. Yeah. Like, let's all do it. You know
0: where are you at? Not? Where are you at on the smoking?
1: Uh, I'm down to four to six a day, depending on how uh, the streets get to my nerves, uh-huh. and um, I'm close. Like I'm close to being able to just say, like I need to go on a trip and not bring, I need to go on a vacation where it's, like, tough to get cigarettes, right. and then I think I'm done, and then I think I'm off. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You.
0: yeah. Listen, I was going to yeah. say, come here, but I'll make you want to smoke two packs a day. I'll just, Really? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I know. Listen, I normally would try to be like, we should be best friends, but I feel like I'll be bad for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll be like, Avery, I bet you won't punch that guy in the face. <laughs> uh, let me throw a couple of names at you and tell me, give me uh, yeah, um your opinion. I'm talking about like former play- players, uh, co- teammates of yours that played yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brad Richards.
1: Uh, Richie's a good guy. Richie's a good guy. He loves golf a little too much, but um, yeah, he was, he was a good. He's a good. He's a good dude. We had some fun times for sure. He he was great when he was here. What
0: about Callahan?
1: Uh, Cal, he was like eh, he had a bit of a stick up his ass. He's all right. <laughs> you, <laughs> do, <laughs> you do seem like uh, polar opposites. Yeah, no, we 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 never, yeah, we weren't hanging out. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and,
0: and now that it's all said and done, uh, Tortorella. Uh, oh, man, he is like
1: uh, he was like Napoleon. Yeah, but, you, but he got a,
0: He, I was talking about this last night. He's a jerk off, but he gets yeah. results. I mean, he he did great when he was here. I mean, he got the team to win the cup. He uh, where where he goes most of the time, he brings some success. I don't like him either, but I, I
1: yeah, I think. I think he's totally changed his tune from what I've heard. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, because, like, here he didn't, by the end of it, I think... Most of the guys wanted to kill him, like literally k- kill him. Like yeah. I remember Marion Gabrick, we had to hold him back from like he was going to stab him with a skate blade. One, one, <laughs> like at the end, like it was bad. But um, yeah, he was just a little guy that didn't didn't that couldn't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. For players like like us that can play, that have been playing since two years old, right? When you have a coach who can't skate. <laughs> You just can't. You can. You just never. You. you, you can't even skate, yeah. bro. It's uh, like, come on. That's kind of what he was like. Yeah. And eventually, it was like, okay, this is the guy that can't skate who's coming in here telling us that we are awful. Screaming, yeah. at,
0: screaming uh, at you. I don't. I never responded to that. If you're a, if you're my boss and you come in here and you go, hey, I need you to do this, I'll do it. But if you come yeah. in there and scream at me, you're going to exactly. go, that's the last thing I'm going to do. Oh, yep. that's amazing. Yep. Listen, yep. I, I'm, yep. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. I have done this for a long time, and I've met all sorts of celebrities, and I never care. But this is somebody I, I was really excited to have you on the show. Yeah, and, man, uh, thanks, man. Listen, there was a, it. there was a time before we communicated on Twitter where I was. I go to New York a lot. And I'm like, I'm just going to stand In the bike (laughs) ride where he lives. I'm I'm away from him. I'll meet him. I'll find him. I'll get him.
1: (laughs) No, next time you come into New York, we're going to go for a bike ride together.
0: Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe I'll just drive behind you while you're doing it. Uh, Check out Sean's podcast, No Fs Given. When's the baby due?
1: Uh, I think July. You should yeah. probably know. You should put it in your, I think <laughs> calendar. <laughs> it's uh, it's June or July. It's one of the two for one of sure. The, one of the that J is. months. The
0: kids coming in J month. That's hilarious. Well, look, I, I wish you the best of luck, of course, with the baby and with the podcast. And uh, I don't put a stamp on anything I don't love. Check out No Fs Given and uh, and check out Sean Avery's podcast. Great to have you on, my man. Thanks, guys. All uh, right. Take Appreciate it easy. There you go. Oh, that's so funny. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's funny. The last thing you want is to really like a guy and have him want to be a douchebag. So that's great <laughs> yeah. that he's so cool. By the way, two Fs given. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two <F's. laughs> For this interview yeah. it was, yeah. You know, it's a guy that's not used to, to, you know, put the parameters right, of yeah. the FCC. Sure, I thing. get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. He's fun, man. Callahan is a stick up his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's great. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.